Come with me and you'll see All the junk we stashed behind the curtain There is no word I know In this world that rhymes with curtain I'm fairly certain Hello everybody, welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Curtain. Uh, I came up with this idea when I was talking to my mom one day, and I realized she and I uh, have a lot of conversations outside of recording. And I realized, why don't we record this so that you guys can hear kind of what we, we talk about. And uh, and, if, and, and this kind of like her asking questions and character motivation for previous episodes, as well as explaining some of the rules for the listeners at home that might not be very familiar with the mechanics of the game. We're not talking about you Pathfinders hardcore who know the rules and are going to tell me you need to roll double this to do this to triple axe around the acrobatic skill check, okay? This is for the moms who say, what's a move action? Okay, that's how simple we're going in the beginning. So if you're hardcore, when we get to the rules re- we're calling it Rules Recap, then you can tune out for a little bit or just laugh at us because we're so newbie at this. Um, so the, the way this is going to work is it's kind of just going to be a recap of the previous episode. And so this first one's going to be a recap of episodes one through four. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the combat in episode four and uh, kind of explain how, how that went and how that came to be. And... Uh, as well as my mom asking me any questions that she might have, trying to get me to spill the beans or whatever, even though I won't because I'm a, I'm a diehard G game master. <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> and we're going to reveal some behind-the-scenes stuff that happened that doesn't get recorded. Mm. So we might we might give you a couple of those things so you can truly see how dorky we all are. <laughs> I know several times after we finish recording, it's it's funny how things come out after we're done recording. Yeah, it like, is funny. <laughs> Just the conversations that go on once we're done, and 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 for some reason I'm a fairly insecure GM. I and I was talking to Philip one day, and he said just about every game master, especially new game masters, are are very insecure about their abilities. And so almost every single episode, without fail, I ask the group, "How was that?" <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. It's kind of funny. Well, and I feel a little bit sorry for Spencer right here, too, and I've told him this, but his brother's been playing this game a lot longer, and his brother has a natural ability for telling a story. He, just in our family, he can tell the same joke over and over, and we still laugh because he puts voices to it, and he just knows how to turn a phrase really well. So he is like the ultimate storyteller. So for Spencer to step up and be the GM and try to follow in those kind of footsteps is a little daunting. So he's... He's had to come and gain his own confidence. So he's slowly getting more and more confident as we continue, and I know it's just going to get better as we go. And uh, when I first started, it was it was really difficult, and it probably didn't do anything to boost my confidence. But I attempted doing a homebrew campaign. What that means is I started everything from scratch. Like I took, I took some things like maybe the deities from uh, Pathfinder, and I used them. But just about everything I did was was – from scratch. I drew a map. I came up with 30 plus different characters in one Way city. Way too hard. Way too hard. And I was going to school at the same time. Yeah. So, and so then, tell them how long that campaign lasted. It lasted about three months and then <laughs> crashed and burned. 
Yeah. It's just too difficult. Pathfinder's put out great stuff. Use it. It's there. If you want to mix it up, do it. In fact, um, Philip calls his homebrews too, but really he's just mixing and matching from other books. I don't know that he's a true homebrewer when it comes right down to it. Hey, it it's funny that you mention that because he a lot of his is, is homebrew. Like his whole area is homebrew. But at the same time, he did kind of what I was doing is pulling deities and things like that yeah, and from stories from the history of the world. And that is one thing that Pathfinder has going for it is the history of Galarian. The world that Pathfinder takes place in is huge. Like you could spend weeks, months reading all the history, going on the Pathfinder wiki page and looking up everything about every deity and you would be in there for years. And you just yeah. – it's it's almost too much. Yeah, You really have to – I have found this as a new player and a mom who doesn't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I'm very interested and I've always loved to read and they're good stories on their own. So I picked this little gnome to play and so my research has been all gnome research. So I just go into my book and I start looking up all the gnome things and now I know, know about gnome settlements and gnome history and which deities the gnomes favor and different personalities of the gnomes. So there's so much to read. So it's I think if you're coming new to this game, just kind of don't try to overwhelm yourself. Just focus on, first of all, building your character, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then kind of go out from there. Don't try to learn everything all at once. If you need to know something or think you need to know something, just ask. Don't try to look it all up. Like, I've just barely starting to understand the inner sea region that we're playing the game in. Because I couldn't wrap my head around it for a long time. I honestly don't know how many times I had to tell her that where the <laughs> game was actually located, where this story takes place. It takes place in kind of like a kingdom of Ustalov. But the whole region that we're in, basically the country, I guess, is what it's called, is the Inner Sea region. And it took her like six or seven times. No, it's taken uh, me more than that because I had to go back to Philip and say, okay, I don't understand the Inner Sea region. And he says, it's this continent i guess this continent this little continent this little island are all the inner sea regions yes. and then ustalov this place that we are is just one little kingdom in one continent so it it can get very overwhelming it can so and to to write a backstory you do need to have a little history but don't don't try to learn too much at once. Yeah, so. it'll just it'll just end up overwhelming you. Yeah, and you want to have fun with it. So only research stuff that's interesting and fun to you. And trust me, it'll yes. be a lot a lot better. Exactly, I couldn't agree more. Um, but speaking of homebrews, I kind of wanted to talk about the combat session that we had in episode four. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to say <laughs> much about episode one, two, and three because mostly we were just reading the will mm -hmm. and making fun of the big big lawyer or what what was he? he's the councilman the councilman yeah who was we did a lot of making fun of him even off the radio <laughs> off yeah, the podcast <laughs> it was pretty funny he was saying philip was saying that min was gonna jiggle all his seven chins and play with them and it was very funny so it got a little silly but um what was i saying <laughs> we were gonna talk about the first three episodes just oh that's right. mostly episode so, four just mostly episode four because that's where we really got into trouble and where the action started. And you'll find that with most Pathfinder games, they get into it a little bit slower so you can get your bearings. You can learn your character a little more. You can understand kind of what you're doing before you get thrown into a combat situation. And those are the exciting moments like when Min and I fell in the trash. And the the great thing about Pathfinder, and I think we've said this a few times before, is is you can play one story and... Somebody else, another group, can play this, the exact same story, 
but it will never be the same. So like like we're playing Carry and Crown, another group could be playing Carry and Crown, but their players are going to be different. Or even if they had the same characters, the exact same characters there and the exact same backstories, their GM would do something completely different than what I'm doing. And there's so many choices to make. So even if you're playing the same thing and you're like really straight from the book, you could decide to go to say the schoolyard where we went to the prison and that's going to change your entire game so no two games are ever alike which is something that i'm i'm learning really quickly that's very true and uh speaking of that this combat session that we just had was actually not even in the book i wanted something to happen something really exciting to happen and i thought what a better way to do that than throwing them into combat in episode four so I did that, and everything about that was just from me. It was a little shaky because I'm not the best at mechanics, and that fight could have gone a lot worse. We even you even said that. We to even me. said that. Yeah. We even said that. I had every intention of having one of the zombies maintain the grapple on Min or Artrilla or both of them. He really maintain that both grapple of us. <laughs> and then continue to pull them under the trash further so that they would begin suffocating. And they yeah, only have me. so many rounds to do that. And then and then if somebody tries to break the grapple or something, then they lose more oxygen. And, and then while they were under the trash, the zombies were going to bite them and start eating them. And so they get out of the trash or cover these bite marks, but none of that happened. And that is another thing, too, that we talked about is, is as a game master, you can plan up the butthole. For the next session, we're we're trying to keep it PG fourteen, so <laughs> butthole is acceptable. <laughs> we're trying to, you, and the the game master can just plan and plan and plan, and the PCs can bypass everything and go a completely different way, and then the game master has to wing it or pull out their notes for a different uh, section of the game, and and it you know it can it can, in my opinion, I think it can go one of two ways. It can be be a big mess, yeah, or it can be amazing. And yeah. we've actually had a couple times like that. We we did a one-off to test the party and to familiarize my mom with the game. And they went off and did something completely out of the book. That he hadn't even planned I had on. not even he thought about it. He was expecting us to charge. And we were playing with the characters we have now, which are more bluffers and mm -hmm. con artists. So we chose to go in a whole different part of the building and bluff our way in instead of getting going the combat route which he was expecting us to do and it didn't work and he had to scramble and I have to say that was one of the funnest parts of that one-off was seeing him scramble and get creative right at his feet it was so very, it can work really well I winged the whole thing it was I thought it went very well it was so mm. funny I thought it was great it was funny and then we had a really good moment with men that Hopefully, we'll get to see at some point in our podcast. Yeah. So it was, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> so I think we're out of time talking about that. We want to keep these pretty short. We're going to try and keep them under half an hour at the most. So we'll go into the, the next segment. Uh, I'll just turn it over to you and take it away. Okay. We're calling this seg. Well, let me tell you a little bit of story. I'll date myself first. When I was little, I used to watch a TV show, show called Romper Room. And the only reason I remember the show or even liked it as a little kid was because the hostess would pull out a big frame mirror without the mirror in it. And she'd hold it up to her face and she'd say who she saw that week. Like, I see Spencer. I see Tracy. 
And I'd wait every week for my name. And I don't remember her ever saying Tracy. I remember her saying Tommy a lot. And that was my brother. And I think she may have said Wendy, Wendy at one time. And that's my sister. Or Kim, Kimberly. And that was a popular name. And I think she got named, but never Tracy as a girl. Because I think sometimes she would say, you know, the boy or girl reference too. And I don't think... She ever used Tracy. So I was disappointed. So I told Spencer, we need to have a magic mirror moment on our show where we shout out or we give a shout out to maybe our favorite fans or maybe we don't know. So we're coming up with ideas. So our very first shout outs are because these people were our very first emails. And like I said in my intro, please email. That's the one job Spencer gave me besides this part, this little podcast thing we're doing now, our little behind the curtains. So please email because I really want to answer some emails. <laughs> and I'm not answering by myself. If I have questions, I will get the boys and then we'll answer you. But I would really like to do my job, please. So our shout outs this week go to our very best email sender ends and also our very best fans so far our number one fan is talana stokes we want to thank her for her great email that she sent us and in a timely matter too i must add and just the fact that the continuation of listening she came to me uh at, we work together and she came to me at work one day and she's like spencer i can't keep waiting for these weeks man you're killing me i already wait for survivor and 24 and i'm i can't do it spencer you're killing me so thank you talana i'm glad we've hooked her <laughs> and our second shout out goes to actually my sister amy livingston who gave a gr another great email to us and it was just a lot of fun to answer and i'm glad that they're all listening she's letting her kids listen to it because she knows that we're keeping it pg-14 that is our goal you may hear the word damn hell and we've said we've decided as a group that ass is okay very rarely so those are the words you'll probably hear on our podcast and that will be it because there's major consequences if they don't follow these rules our third and final shout out goes to crystal furness that's another co-worker of mine and she sent the funniest email, I have to say. The funniest email of the week award goes to Crystal Furness. So if you want to get a shout out next week, the only way you're going to find out how to qualify for the shout out is to go on our Facebook page, Gathering of the Ages. And that will tell you what to do to get on our magic mirror moment and get your shout out because everybody likes to hear their name shouted out over something. And why not a podcast? And then you can record it and show your friends that you were on a podcast and make them listen. So anyway, we're just excited to do this. I'm glad. I'm delighted that Spencer um, asked me to join him with this. And I will see you next week. We really hope to include other people, not just our friends and family. We, we want people that, that we don't even know to, to, to get a shout out on our podcast and listen to us and so that we can gain traction and and like 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 we said, we are here to prove that RPGs are for everyone. They really are for everyone. <laughs> and our case in point being our mother. Yes. So, <laughs> and the only way we can do that is if you guys share this and tell your friends about it and get them listening and sharing with their friends. Because it's just going to get more exciting anyway. <laughs> it is, and I'm I am thrilled to death. I actually sit at work every day thinking and brainstorming and getting excited. I can't wait to leave work so I can go home and write down my thoughts 
and it it kills me. These weeks probably kill me more than they killed Talana. <laughs> and I ha- have to let you know, too, he's not the only one thinking about in between because uh, Zach and I have already come up with a plan of how to get that crystal out of that shop. So the GM is in for it this week. So I'm very excited for uh, this week's episode. So this will be so the next episode will be episode five so make sure you tune in in for that and make sure you uh, stay up to date on the facebook as well so you can figure out how to enter for the shout out in next week's behind the curtain anyway guys that's it for us this week we hope you guys enjoyed we hope you guys tune in in next week and and in the future as well uh to kind of get some more behind the scenes info have a nice uh, week you guys see you in episode five thanks for listening bye Come with me and you'll see All the junk we stash behind the curtain There is no word I know In this world that rhymes with curtain I'm fairly certain